Good afternoon and welcome to Bear This and That Relationship Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia DeLeonardo. It is always such a wonderful opportunity to be able to do this with you and to share with you in kind on this Tuesday afternoon. Gosh, I know the day really went fast for me today. I hope you're having a magnificent Tuesday. It is Thoughtful Tuesday, Travel Tuesday, you know, and speaking of travel, I actually have a travel question today that I'm going to address in just a few. So uh, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a magnificent summer. Okay, got a little bit of a heat wave going on, (laughs) roasting us on the Northeast. But you know what? I am not complaining because, right, in a few months, it's going to be all over for us Northerners, right? And we'll be back to the cold there. So you know what it is. It is what it is. And you just have to enjoy it. Drink, um, drink frequently, have cold beverages on hand. And, you know, dress according to the air conditioning in your office, right? Some of us, our offices are colder than it is in the wintertime. Yes, right? Is, is that the case for some people, some of us? It is colder than the wintertime on the inside indoors where you are today. Some of you, yes? Right, I know. So how can we really complain? Some of us go outside just to warm up, right? Uh, so whatever you're doing and wherever you are, I hope you're having a magnificent Tuesday. Okay, I'm going to work on one of my favorite segments on Bear the Sonat Relationship Radio, and that is, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Uh, speaking of, do you have any what do I do issues? And, you know, think about it. Um, really put some time and effort into it. I know, uh, myself included, that when we have these what do I do situations, that uh, most times we don't address them right away. You know, we just kind of file them away, you know, just so that we really don't have to think about it. Yes. Uh, but I say the best thing to do is to stay on top of it. Okay, stay on top of it because whenever, if you have some history on what do I do, right, moments, what you know about those situations is that they never heal themselves. You got to address it. And I noticed with those types of topics of urgency, life urgency situations, they need urgent kind of attention. Okay, so what I would say, whether you bring it to me, whoever you bring it to, or you bring it to no one, as long as you're addressing it and you're giving it the attention that it needs before it commands it of you and demands it of your lifestyle. Yes, (laughs) because that's what happens when we don't address these things. Then all of a sudden we get this like ultimate demand and command on our lives. Okay, and I always believe that when we have the time and when we can do things according to our wishes and how we like in our style in a timely manner, that I believe urgent situations always have a great solution. Okay, I do believe that. Or they certainly have more uh, success than they would if they just put on the back burner to stew, all right? You're putting a stew on for the next three days. How many of you cook like that? 
I grew up with a father that cooked like that. Yes, he did. He cooked like that. He did. Uh, he would do an Italian meal, and he would cook the sauce for no less than three days. <laughs> and it would be smelling so good. You know, the first day my mother and I were like, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to even let us even look in the pot today. You know, he's just started it today. We're not even allowed to go in the kitchen. And it was one of those things that my father really didn't cook. But every now and then, he had a call of urgency (laughs) to be in the kitchen. And he would go in the kitchen, and it was one of those things that nobody else was allowed in. I had parents like that. No matter who was cooking, the mother or the father, nobody else was allowed in when they had the stove. That's the way they were. You know, they did not share in kind their cooking. So the first day, we knew not to bother him. The second day, it was like, oh, man, you know, it was smelling good because he would put everything in it. You go sneak in the pot, it was like everything. It's like, okay, what is not in here? (laughs) Everything was in there. And according to him, it was his mother's recipes, which was amazing. Okay, and he, he had it down. It was amazing. But we would go in there and sneak in there to like maybe take a little bit, you know, just with some uh, French or Italian bread to soak up the sauce with a little butter and olive oil, you know, the whole thing. And, you know, literally he would chase you with utensils, you know, to knuckles to your hands. You know, you weren't allowed to go in his pots before the third day. Okay, the third day, the third day was when it got served. It it was prepared for three days. And the third day was when it got served. It was, you know, so how many of you do that? Okay, it literally stewed for three days, you know, and any time he cooked anything, it stewed for three days. (laughs) So uh, it was amazing. And still today, I mean, you know, you never forget these things, no matter how old you get. But I have these wild cravings, you know, for his cooking, his sauce, you know, for my mother's too. But for that sauce, that there is a difference between going home, rushing home and doing a sauce and doing a sauce and really letting it stew in all of, all of the vegetables and the meats and everything that you put in at the seasoning really cook in the sauce. There is a huge difference. And I started doing that. I, I, I took a huge chapter out of his book. And what I started doing is because it was such a long thing that I would do that recipe, but then I would put that sauce in the freezer. And then because we were working working people, then we could just unfreeze the sauce, thaw it out and have it, you know, during the day. You know, so it's it's an amazing thing. But my point is that when things are stewing people, Okay, it could stew, you know, you could stew a recipe that's going to be delicious. And there's some huge rewards out of that. But if it's anything else doing (laughs) that should not be on the stove. Okay, it really creates so much more work. Okay, and maybe even a lot more people now to fix it. Okay, so you want what do I do things, you know, really give it your attention. Give it your attention before, okay, it starts to stew, (laughs) right? And then burn, right? Because what happens when things start to stew too long? They they eventually start to burn, yes? 
So uh, I'm going to take a beverage break on this really hot, sweltering day, yes? Uh, my choice of beverage today is going to be water, and uh, I hope you do the same. I'll be back in a moment. And we're back. You're listening to Bear This and That Relationship Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia DeLeonardo. It's a pleasure to be with you this Tuesday afternoon, and I hope you're having an amazing day. And if you have a what do I do question, I want you to think about it a little bit today as possibly you listen to my questions today. First question up today is, my beautiful wife is a huge flirt. That's something that a lot of times how we meet, isn't it? <laughs> Flirting with somebody, right? Uh, you, you end up landing a husband or a wife or a partner, something, right? <laughs> you land something, yes. Anyway, he goes on to say, I love it most times until I see the guys around her starting to think about it. What can I do to lighten her play without her going into a cocoon? Uh, that's a great question. And you know what? That's a really good concern. But that is a, a lot of the times the way a lot of people meet and they love it. You know, they, they're, you know, they don't remember the last time they've been that excited. They're so bored by their romance. Yes. That, you know, people who really got it and know how to do it really do a great job, don't they? <laughs> really, they know how to reel it in, man. They throw that bait out there and it's real. You really catch something. Um, but anyway, let me, let me get to your question. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more that you, you don't want to, um, put a, a wet towel over her, you know, or uh, kill the spirit of the moment, because I think that flirting is something, a, a, a great romance lost in many relationships. I think we land the big fish and it's, and then we kind of forget like how we got that fish, you know, and we, and we stop doing the very things that we used to do and being playful in, in a romantic kind of way. So I would uh, never want you to do something or say something so harshly that she would start to be too conscientious about who she is. Because I really think a, a lot of that sort of flirting thing is just kind of who people are. It's, it's just a, a part of the way they do things, and it's the comfort and, 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 and the way they are playful. I think there is a line, <laughs> you know, there's a line as there is a line with everything, right? There's a line with everything. We know when it's too much, when it's too much, when we've gone overboard, when no, you know what I mean? It's like, I know he's attractive and I know you are playful, but I, you know, I don't want you going home with him, <laughs> right? So that's an extreme, but I'm only kidding there. But, um, you know, so there is always a line with everything, there's a line. And, and I believe what you really want to say is I want you to take that incident because she won't know what you're talking about if you just blanket, you know, as a general sense uh, on a board say, you know, I think you flirt too much because she'll be like, what do you mean? Well, what are you talking about? And it's going to go there and it'll stay there and it'll stay there and stay there and somebody will get mad and the whole thing will just unfold. And uh, I'm really glad that you brought this question to me because I don't want that to happen. But what I want you to do is take a specific incident, okay, like the one you just told me about, 
okay, that she was flirting and you actually saw people or the guy or whoever it was putting some thought to it, like it wasn't a play for him, but he had taken it one step further and he was there. He landed, she landed him, right? And she wasn't supposed to land him, (laughs) all right? She wasn't supposed to land him, right? And she landed him, right? And you're upset about it, yes? Uh, So that's what I want you to say. And you could be just as playful because when people are flirtatious and it's playful, I think the other partner, even though they might be shy, they really love that kind of play. And you want to receive it and you don't want to turn that off. So what you say, you know, that guy the other day, and she'll know, okay, she'll know, be very specific where you were, who it was, and I want you to say to her, you landed him, okay? And I don't like that. <laughs> all right. Just like that's all you got to say. All you got to say is make a joke out of it and say, I don't want you to land them, okay? I don't want you to land them, all right? I don't care that you make the, you know, flirtatious introduction and then you're out of there. Okay, then you're out of there. Okay, you see attractive people, wink, wink, nod, nod. You look great, uh, you know, whatever. You got nice hair, whatever it is that you have to say. But then you're out of there, okay? And that's what keeps it wholesome. That's what keeps it respectful when we have committed relationships, okay? Or perhaps some of those people are standing there with their own partners, you know, so you got to keep it respectful, Okay, I mean, I remember when I would be out with my husband, you know, it's just little exchanges here and there from people, wink, wink, nod, nod, and, you know, good-looking people. And you have to know that whenever people are good-looking and, and perhaps they're, and, and you don't even have to be flirtatious, but if someone is attractive and they're friendly, that's enough. <laughs> Sometimes it's all you need. All right, for somebody to to create something out of just that, okay? So, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you know, they're so flirtatious, and it doesn't always have to be any of those things. It can be as simple as your partner is very attractive, (laughs) right? Very attractive and really gets attention when they walk in. And sometimes that's all it is, okay? But how they react to that and what what the exchange is between them after that initial, you know, glance, because sometimes you just can't miss people, right? They walk in and you're like, what? <laughs> All right, we know, right? We know what we're talking about, right? With, with certain people, they, they really got that, yes? So that's, that's what I want you to say to her. And she'll laugh, laugh, you know, and you guys will go back and forth. And maybe you'll talk about it some more and it's fun. Okay, but that's all I want you to say to her. This way it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't tell her that she's doing something wrong. Okay, I don't want you to wrong her here. Okay, because I happen to think uh, flirtatious, playful behavior is healthy, but within reason and there's their line and that it always be within the levels of respect to all the people there, okay, including those people, right? Because sometimes, right, have you ever had somebody that that they're so flirtatious, it's like, 
it was going over really good. And then all of a sudden they took it to a place where it's like, you got insulted, right? It was like, wait a minute, uh, right? You got insulted. It's like, you know, he should have stopped where he was. I, got, I, I remember telling people that. I remember saying that to certain guys, like, man, I, you, you had me like five minutes ago. Now I'm like, no. You know what I mean? I was a, a little too much for me as you're closing your jacket and, and trying to button up and conceal yourself, yes? Uh, you know, so one of those things I would say to you, um, handle it that way with her and she'll find it funny, but she'll know what you're talking about. Okay, she'll know. Um, the other thing is I want to address to her defense is it's not always your partner. Okay, your partner might be very friendly, very kind, and you could come into a face, you can have a face-to-face with somebody that doesn't have any manners. Okay, so it's not always that we are so flirtatious. Sometimes people just don't have manners, okay? And they don't know when to stop or, or even what not to do. Sometimes it is like that, okay? It is like that sometimes. Uh, you know, so, it, you know, possibly her little sort of playful flirtatious thing uh, did not reward what this guy came back with. Maybe he was just out of line, okay? And I would say without being there to see it, that whenever people are partnered with someone, you're out of line, buddy, okay? Really, okay? Or <laughs> it's just a little wink, wink, nod, nod. The fact that you're really thinking about it is no good. That's not what's happening here, right? That's not what's happening here. You know, so he went too far. You're with, he, she's partnered with somebody. I mean, come on. You know, like, this guy needed a smack in the head or something, right? I'm only kidding. Don't, don't smack anyone in the head, right? You know what I'm talking about. It's like, wake up, you know, come on, you know. So his imagination, uh, you know, took, took a walk, okay? So uh, that's how I want you to handle it with her this way, um, she remains who she is, and we don't change those things about her, but it'll come to her attention. And you know what? When you bring up things with people, you don't really have to say a lot of things that once you bring up a topic, they'll start thinking, because that's really all you want to do. You just want her to think, because what she'll do when you're not there, it'll, she'll bring up the whole scenario, She'll bring it up, okay, and she'll think about, hmm, because she may not really know what you're talking about. A lot of things go over women's heads. I, I could tell you there's so many times that my husband has pulled me aside and said, can't you see what he's doing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? I have no clue what you're saying. Um, but he could see it. He saw it. He could see it, and he saw it, and he was insulted, not with my behavior, but he would be all rattled by the dude that, you know, I can't believe this, you know, this guy was a, was a real bonehead. What's the matter with this guy? You know, so sometimes people don't, don't have manners and uh, that's, that is, is what represents who they are. But it is not always what represents what we're doing, okay? What we're doing or what we're not. Okay, so this is why I say when you 
talk to her about it. I don't want you to get like paddle her at all. I want you to make a joke about it. Okay. Because there's a lot of times people step out of bounds and they're very rude. It's very presumptuous. And I believe it is just as simple as a lack of manners. Okay. A lack of manners. Okay. Because he was not going to take her out of your arms that moment, at least that moment, right? <laughs> that wasn't going to happen that moment in case that's what he was thinking about what could happen, all right, at a later date and time, yes? All right, so you, you, you nip that in the bud. She went home with you and everything is good and you have a happy marriage. Handle it like that and I think everything will really be good. One of the healthiest things I believe in relationships is to keep the humor in it. I think when we keep the humor in our love that we are so much happier, okay, really, we are so much happier, it lightens our load, and we, we look at ourselves in a whole different light, okay, and it also enables and develops friendships, in our intimate relationships, that the statistically your friendship value will become invaluable to you in partnership. It's very, very valuable what you build here because this is an opportunity, a spot right here where a lot of people lose it. And they lose it not because so much that their partner have done something in error that's so offensive, but they lose it because what it shows is their lack of comfort and security in that partnership, okay? Because that's, that's what it does, because you're saying, I don't trust you, right? I don't trust you. This is why I'm so angry, yes? Uh, and, and sometimes a little f- less than five-minute episode with relationships on that level it leads to huge, big explosions in partnerships where people really get very mad, Okay? And it's not what happened at those few moments. It's the way people are feeling in their relationship at that time. Most times, most times, it's no reflection at all. The little innocent or maybe not so innocent (laughs) flirting going back and forth. But most times, that anger is reflective of what's happening in the relationship at that time, whether it's good, bad, sitting on a rock, on the edge of a cliff, right? Or it reflects the insecurity and jealousies of that partner, okay? And then what happens, and then we, we, we follow and tow the line of where it goes. And we take that episode, and it leads back to these issues in the partnership, Okay, and that's what happens. And then it ends up being this huge blow up. You know, it's like, wait a minute. All she did was looked at me and I said, hello, I don't understand why you're so mad, right? Because it wasn't that. It was just the tip of the iceberg that just one more little thing needed to be seen and heard, you know, that's all it was. And it reflects what's happening or not in your relationship. So it's a very good way to keep tabs 
on what's happening and how people are feeling in the relationship and how secure they are and not. And is there something broken here that needs attention that we can fix it? What do I do? What can I do? And, and going about it that way is so much healthier than exploding on your partner. Have you ever been in earshot or maybe part of the group where somebody had a meltdown because somebody was looking at you, right? You like her? I, I heard that once from, 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 from somebody. You're looking at her, <laughs> like, oh, my God. And here you are, you're just standing there, you know, as an innocent bystander. What, do you want her? You know, I mean, it just, it's crazy. And what that is, is it's not the woman, it's not the guy, right? It's not that they have something going on between the two of them. It's you. It's the relationship. It's the tone. It's where it's at. And it's a good way to see where are we at? You know, why did you, what happened there? You know, that shouldn't have happened. We are having an issue that needs to be addressed. Thank you. So, you know, uh, a lot of these things happen and, 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 and these situations have the ability to really tell us where we are in partnership. And with real accurate measure, it, it can also forecast where you might be headed, right? Really. Uh, you know, so those are my thoughts there. Flirt, flirting and playfulness keeps people happy in partnerships. And everything within reason and my utmost desire and I think command of every relationship is if you're being respectful, then there should be, there should never be anything to be upset about. It's always got to be respectful and honorable to your partner. And it's got to be respectful and honorable to the people around you. And those are, those are I think, my bottom lines for when we come uh, into these exchanges of anything, you know, when, when you get out there uh, mingling with other people, yes? So I'm going to take a beverage break. Uh, a water break is, is my preferred beverage today. And I'll be back in a moment with what do I do? And we're back. You're listening to Bear This and That Relationship Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia DeLeonardo. I am so happy to have an opportunity to be here with you today <laughs> on this Tuesday. Where are you at today? You know, there's still a lot of people, you know, when the COVID thing occurred, it really changed the stream for the way we do things. Yes, a lot of people uh, closed shop and decided to run their business from home because at that time we had to, right? So we learned a, a, a whole different way of doing our business and running our shops in ways that uh, most of us didn't realize that we could. We just didn't, we didn't see it. It was like that it never worked. But you know what? For a lot of you, it did work and it's still working. How many of you now have home professional offices? Like really, like you, you know, some people I, I would, I think, you know, built 
extensions onto their home and they decided to, you know, wait a minute, I don't want to work in my bedroom or the basement. I think I want to build something extra special here so I could, you know, take this a little more seriously where I got a little shame walking in here in my PJs and my pajamas, right? So some people really, you know, have built their home offices into something really fabulous, you know, that put their work offices to shame. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I would say, um, speaking on that level, being at home, working from home, there's a lot of people who are working from home. And I want to take just a few seconds here of my time and talk about this really amazing place that I discovered. It's called Mason. Okay. M-A-S-O-N. Some people say Mason. Some people like me say Mason. <laughs> I love Mason. I love the way that sounds. I love it. But I tell you what, even more than their name, when you come in, the place is something like you've never seen. I promise you, once you walk in here, you'll be here and you'll be like, I've never seen a place like this. And no matter all the fabulous buildings and construction that I've been in with architecture, this is something really unique and it's really fabulous, uniquely fabulous. They have housing for just about every lifestyle. And they have specialties. If you're single and wanting to mingle, they have a lot of that. They have a lot of apartments, but there are also a lot of couples here. There's a lot of students here, okay? There's a lot of studios here, okay? There, it is a lifestyle, however, that is complementary to most, okay? It really complements a lot of different lifestyles in this building. And you can leave your abode and come out and stroll. <laughs> it is that big. And there's always something to do here that's exciting. Okay. So, you know, one of the things, favorite things, I'm a little guy, but you know, I'm a little guy who used to love to shoot hoops and play ball. You know, I just love being moving and being athletic. And if you love doing that kind of thing, they have it all. Okay. You want to shoot some hoops, Okay. You want to go lift some weights. All right. You want to run. You want to take a stroll. They have it here. Okay. If you want to stretch, one of the things that I haven't been doing as of lately, I could feel it in my bones. My joints are so stiff is to do yoga, to do stretching and to really stretch your bones and stretch your length. Right. Uh, it really makes you feel good. But they have a lot of different things here. And they have a lot of things here that other th people don't have. All right, And I know it is the end thing today to build. People are building these mega gyms uh, everywhere today. But these people have it all. And they have it all right here in Mason. I don't want you to call. You could, but I'd rather you come down. I'd rather you come down and ask for the tour of Mason. Tell them what you want, when you want it, okay? Take the tour. It is amazing, people. A lifestyle for all lifestyles <laughs> right here at Mason. What do I do? And that should answer some what do I do concerns for those of you looking for places to be this fall. Students, okay? people that are moving around, you know, the city is like a lot of cities today are very transient. People are moving in and out, relocating with their jobs, moving around. We have become such a transient society, 
okay, that moving around is no longer foreign to us. Check us out, Masson, it's the place to be, people. Come on down, I want you to take a tour. What do I do? Let's go back to what do I do? What do I do? My husband, my fiance, well, he feels like my husband. My fiance is insisting that I get a breast augmentation. I happen to love and have always loved what I have, and I've always been very secure with what I have, and, and to the extreme that I would honestly say that I've never looked at other people at what they have in that area. When everybody's out, you know, getting their breasts done, which they still are, right? They still are, right? It's just the thing to do. Um, that it never really interests me. Um, that, you know, I got what I got and it is what it is. And I'm really happy with that. But he is insisting that I just need to do this. That, oh my goodness, how voluptuous. And he's wetting his lips and his appetite and the cravings and everything I could just see. It. And I'm, I'm, I started to be a little concerned about him looking at other people. And I sort of feel a little pressured about doing this. That am I doing it because I want to do it? Or am I doing it because I feel the pressure that I might not be pleasing him? And I, I'm really at a point where I really don't know what to do. I don't think I'm coming up with the right answer. What do I do? Um, that's a really good question. That is a really, really good question because there's a lot of ladies that are faced with that question. With that question and a lot of those concerns. And some of those people have come to me, very few of them came to me. Most of them came to me when they had it all done. Ta-da! You know, what do you think, right? Most of my friendships came to me like that. But I've had some people come to me and really honestly wanted to know what I thought that they should do because they too, one specifically, was getting the pressure from her fiancé. And I I wasn't convinced that it was something that she would have done on her own. However, she did go get it done. What I would say to you that this is a very serious thing to do. Okay, and a lot of people today, a lot of folks today take it very lightly. Oh, let me just go get it done. I could always take it out. I take any sort of surgery very, very seriously. I take any sort of augmentation that we do to our bodies very, very seriously. Okay. Uh, I, I think a lot of thought should go into it, and I believe that you really personally got to be sold. You have to be sold, okay? Really. You have to be sold, okay? You have to, okay? I'm not saying that uh, your boyfriend's opinions aren't important. It is very important the way he feels, But if I had him in front of me today, one of the questions that I would ask him is how he felt about you when he first saw you. Okay, I would ask him that. Okay, I I would take that walk with him. How did you feel about her the very first time you saw her? I really would like to know in his words what he thought about and what he was feeling at that time. Okay. 
And I would want him to hear himself say those things. Because sometimes I think we forget people. You know, we forget. And then all of a sudden we, we get a big fish and all of a sudden we want to change everything. I think we forget sometimes. And I do believe some people should get a reminder of the way it was. Okay, and the way it was seemed amazing, and all of a sudden, right now, all these changes, right? It doesn't always go down really well with a lot of people. Some people sign up for it, and they kind of can be molded, and they are, you know, amicable the way they handle everything. Other people are not so much, and sometimes things like this in the middle of the relationship could be a deal breaker. You've got to be prepared and know the kind of person that you're with, okay? This could be a deal breaker, okay? If she feels, if you feel like you don't want to do something and you are now getting the impression that this man will only be happy if you are now a certain way that he can mold you, and you decide that's not who I am, and you walk, now it's, would it, would it have been worth it to him to make those changes, okay, when you were all that he wanted in the beginning, and now you're not pleasing to him at all, or somewhat, right? I have heard bits and pieces of those relationships, okay, confided to me, okay? And the most important piece to me is how you feel. That will always be the impo most important piece to me. It is your body, okay? How you feel about who you are, okay? That's the most important thing. If you decide that you're, you're, you're kind of... Um, in the middle and you don't know which way you want to go and it can go either way and you're just not sure, that's different. But I still say, do not make a decision about changing any part of your body until you are sold. 100%, not 80%, not even 90%. I want you to be sold at 100%. Okay. Otherwise, there will always be, believe it or not, that 10% space there could be the 10% that you hate, okay? And I know a lot of people, well, in the high 90s, I, I'm, I'm convinced that I want to do this, but what they don't understand is that that 10% will come back and kick your tail, <laughs> all right? Yes, it's a real small thing, but it's still not 100%, and there's still room for error. There's still lots of room to be unhappy. There's still a lot of room for you to be miserable. And even 10% of that misery will feel like hell. <laughs> okay? Even 10% out of 100 could feel like hell if you're not happy. Okay? It throws off your balance. Okay, so I would say to you, I wouldn't get anything done unless you say, I really want to do this. I wouldn't have done it if you would have talked me into it, <laughs> all right? I wouldn't have done this, but now that I'm all educated about it and I've had some time to think about it, I think I kind of am in love with the idea. 
And if you go see a very good doctor, a very good doctor most of the time will not do overnight work on you, okay? They will want to be convinced that you're convinced that it's good, that your mind is made up because what they don't want is people coming back to them and saying, oh, I shouldn't have done this, <laughs> right? What can you, can you take them out, right? Can you make me the way I was when I walked in here last week, right? They don't want any of that. So they really want to deal with people that are very sure and that they are sold on what's about to happen and change, okay? This is what I want you to talk to your fiance about, just like that. You can use your words, my words. You can play this podcast for him, yes. But, uh, you know, it's straight and it's simple. There's no chasers here, all right? This is straight up man information. He's got to know this. And this is a very good time to have this conversation. You're not married yet. All right. This is a, the most healthiest time to have this conversation before you walk down the aisle and sign that piece of paper. He's got to know that you have the ability to stand on your feet and speak and talk. Okay. And not that you can be pushed into something that you're doubtful about. Okay. That's not how you want to start a marriage. And I do not believe those are the ingredients that will fulfill a happy partnership. I don't think so. I've walked, I've rode on that bike and I've taken that walk and I could tell you if there's any doubts, it will not work, right? You know, so you, you really want to get started on the right road and you want him to really see who you are. And this is the time, this is the stand right here, okay, for him to see who you are, okay? And I want you to be prepared, my friend. I don't want you to do anything at the fear that you're going to lose him to someone else because you didn't do this. That's a lot to ask of people. I don't mind that people bring it up. I think it's great in partnership and it comes up a lot in partnerships. Man, if you only did this, I would be right. I, lo- I would love it if I had more than a handful. You know, please, it's, it's, it's very common in a lot of relationships. How many of them get more than a handful? I don't know, right? But I want you to be able to have this conversation with him so that he could see who you are and whether he will support you or not or stand by you and go, good for you. I wasn't sure. I thought I'd bring it up. I don't know. I'm, he needs now to show you who he is. Okay, let him know how you feel. Give him the straight up and no chasing. Okay, right? No, straight up, I don't know. I have doubts right now. And the other thing that you might need here is time. I think time and education is huge. I say you may, if you're, and if you're really heavily considering it, if, if it's like 50% or more that you're sold on doing it, then I would say go pick out a few physicians and start interviewing physicians. Interviewing, uh, I want you to interview physicians, okay? And I want you to get their education, okay? And there's videos, a lot of uh, uh, people do different things and have a whole different way that they do things before these procedures. And a lot of physicians want you to be educated. They want you to know what you're going to go into. But they, again, they want to make sure that this is what you want. And it's just not some, you know, 
thing, you know, just some sort of phase that you're going through, all right? And in 90 days, you know, you're going to be crying, you know, crying and yelling at him in his office, okay? They don't want that. They want somebody that's really sure about what they want to do. Get the education, okay? Get your own education, okay? There's education everywhere today, your libraries, bookstores, okay, on the internet. Talk to other women, okay? Talk to people, okay? And some physicians are very good. Sometimes they'll actually connect you to their patients, all right? That'll give you some stories, and you'll be able to, and they'll tell you things that maybe you can't read, Okay, you'll get some real life stories from real people. So get the education. But the first thing, how I want you to start this is to talk to your fiance. And I want him to tell him exactly how you feel. And I also want you to prepare your heart. We don't know what kind of guy he is yet. You might think you know, but sometimes I don't think we always know who people are until we have had certain experiences together and you could see what they were like on that, roller, that last roller coaster ride, yeah? Right? That, that's, that's what life is, okay? I didn't know who he was. Well, of course you didn't know. You didn't take that ride before, right? Did you ever ride that roller coaster with him before? No. Well, now you know, right? Now you've got some experience on this thing, all right? You know, so when you, when you go through certain humps in your life, you find out who people are. People, you know, it, different experiences changes us, and it also uncovers us, okay? It uncovers us. And here is the type of conversation that is vulnerable because your vulnerability is kind of open and out there on this conversation. This is not about his body. It's about yours, okay? Vulnerability, huge. About, and, and, and also, and, it's, and that vulnerability is now being tied to the satisfaction of how you please him or not. This is huge. This is not a small thing. Okay. One of the biggest, most fulfilling things in partnership is, is are we able to fulfill the, uh, these partners' cravings that they have? You know, are we giving them the love that they have? Do, you know, do they get turned on when they look at us physically? You know, we really kind of, you know, people really do want to light that fire, you know? So, and we all want to know by the time we're there with them that we have the ability to do it, all right? And the day that someone says to you, well, you know, it's not happening for me unless you do something else, right? It really changes how conscientious and how we move forward in that relationship with the things that we do, okay? This is a huge thing. This is so much bigger than the size of your breasts, really. It is. It's bigger than the size of your breasts. Because your self-esteem and vulnerability is tied into how he feels about you. And then how it measures up in performance and partnership. And those are all the things that I really want you to think about with him and discuss. And you'll be able to uncover who he is. And then when, once you say certain things, you move back. Step back and allow him to speak. Okay, allow him to speak what he feels 
And I want you to be able to see if you can detect how important is this in this uh, unity, in this marriage, in this relationship. This is a man that you're about to marry, yes? Okay. How important is this going to be to him? If you do or not, you didn't indicate that at all in your question to me. Where he's at, was it just, a, let me just throw it out there, you know, see what happens, you know. Let me see if she bites or is this something that he's very serious and he's kind of banking on it, right? Because you kind of alluded to that fact that he's willing to spend any amount of money. He's got, his, he's got the, the, the blank check already torn out of his book, yes? So this man's ready to, to, to drop some change, Yes. Uh, so I, I want you to throw it back on the table, and I want you to do this sooner than later. Do not delay these conversations. This is a very, very important conversation to have with your partner. And it's a very intimate conversation. And I would never say to you who you can't discuss this with, but it is an intimate relationship. And sometimes I know we... Uh, we field our girlfriends and we field people that we, we have very close relationships with. And you can do that. You can do that. But someone that is, has no relationship with you, these are the things that I see. And what I want to see in your partnership is I want to see happiness. I want to. And I could never tell you how he should feel. I, because I think it's a preference thing, right? When we meet and date people, we all have a preference. It has nothing to do with she's pretty or, or she's not as pretty. It is simply a preference on what people like. And I believe that we all have the prerogative to have those choices. What I don't believe we have the rights to is to change people from who they are when those are the people that you decided to get with, right? Because I'll always go with, man, that was that busty blonde behind me, and why didn't you make the move on her, you know, right? Right? She was already there and all buttoned up for you, all packaged, right? It was nothing to change, right? <laughs> Ready to roll, right? You know, um, I would probably be a little fresh like that with him, you know, <laughs> really, uh, you know, than, than trying to change people from who they are. So you got to uncover what you want to do, who you are. But um, let me, let me uh, wrap it up with this is I want you to do something for yourself that 100% will please you and that 100% you want to do. That is first and that is priority. Okay, and that's how I feel about doing those kinds of things in partnerships when it's elective and not necessary. Sometimes we do these things because it's not elective. When it's elective and it's just something that we just, you know, want to change and beautify or whatever, you know, it is that we're doing, I want to make sure that you're happy with what you're about to do. Okay, all the best to you. Um, this is going to work out, and uh, because the the the, um, the goal here is for you to be happy. So whether you stay with him or you don't, you need to be happy, my friend. And that's where I leave you this uh, with this on this conversation. 
I'm going to take a quick beverage break. Uh, my beverage of choice today is water. Uh, and you know what? The thing I should have had today, because whenever you're talking, uh, cold water, I don't think is really good to do when you're doing a lot of talking. It should always be warm water or maybe something even a little hot. So, uh, But if you're hot and, and, it's, and you're outside at all, a really cold beverage would do. I'll be back in a moment with what do I do? And we're back. You're listening to Bear This and That Relationship Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia DeLeonardo. It's a pleasure to be with you today. I am doing a segment of What Do I Do? And I'm going to wrap it up with this last question for today. And that is, what do I do? My family and I vacation frequently. Uh, It's great. We really enjoy it. And I told my wife the other day, it's time for us to buy a vacation home. Uh, and for some reason, she's telling me, no, I can't seem to convince her. Uh, and she rather, you know, you know, do the hotel thing. And uh, I find that um, it's very expensive. We have a lot of children. It's very expensive. And I don't always believe the children are as comfortable. Uh, you know, it seems like a lot of the places we go are very adult. Every now and then we go to a more childlike place and everything is frantic but I guess I've I've the one that's changed and I would rather go to a place that's that I uh, you know can expect the same sort of service uh, and maybe even welcome that people know us and maybe treat us a little nicer um, with with the frequency that we do go on vacation so I thought a vacation home we can make it like, you know, like obviously it would be a second home and that the kids would be much more comfortable and that I wouldn't feel as on edge. I think that is the problem right now is I feel on edge when I'm on vacation. And from my wife, it seems to be, okay, so we're handling it very differently. But I actually started looking at vacation homes without her knowing about it, but didn't. obviously I wouldn't make a move without, uh, you know, talking to her about it, which I have. She seems very resistant, and I don't know what I have to do or say to convince her that this would be a really neat thing for us to do and that I think our family would enjoy our time uh, a little better. What do I do? That is a great question. And uh, you know what? There's a lot of different ways to vacation, and and you've discovered that. You've discovered that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a preference thing. And I think it's a preference. And I also would say it is what is best going to complement the size of your family. And, and even the size of the family sometimes doesn't matter. What really complements your preference, your lifestyle, what you're looking for? Okay, what are your desires? Uh, you, know, you know, so both of these types of vacation deals offer something different. The hotels offer something different that the home front can't offer, right? We know that, which is not always a good thing and vice versa. You know, so there's a pull, there's a draw, and there's a give 
uh, and and there's rewards uh, for for both places. I think it's a preference because you're both going opposite directions. Yeah, you're going to have to sell her a little more on this. But what I would say to you, instead of trying to talk her into something that she doesn't really want to do. I don't always think that's the right direction, that if you just did more talking, not for this particular conversation. I think what you need to do here is uh, tell her the next vacation, you want her to try on something new. Okay, don't buy the house, nothing like that. But I want you to rent a home this time. Okay, I want you to rent a house. Okay, I want you to go ahead and rent it because she'll then be able to try it on what it feels like, okay, versus the hotel uh, and uh, taking a vacation home, okay? Get it in a place that, that you have all the amenities that she loves, because if you don't, you'll lose this one. <laughs> this, is the, this is the experience to have if you really want to sell her on this. It'll be a shoe-in period. This is the thing to do here. Okay, so find a home, and they have them all over the place. They got them with the pools, the community pools, and things right right uh, right on the um, uh, right nearby, or it is part of the amenity. Uh, it's part of the amenity, either an indoor pool, outdoor pool, what have you. There's a lot of different housing communities that have these things. Okay, so what I want you to do is. Put in the work to find that ideal vacation home where it's turnkey for your family. Everything works, okay? That's what's going to sell her. And you'll find if you do that and she loves it, you won't have to do any selling. She'll be sold, okay? That's, that's exactly how I would play this. All you have to do is just say, all right, next, our next just, just honey, please let me do this next vacation, you ever have someone do that? I was the marketing person uh, in, in my family. I did everything. Oh, I did all the vacations, the places, everything. And the one time my husband said, can I just please, please, pretty, please, can I do the next one? <laughs> and I didn't want to give those reins over. I just really didn't. But in the fairness of the partnership, I did reluctantly, but I gave it to him. Okay, I gave it to him and he had it and he planned the whole thing. All right. And on the second day, we moved out of the hotel, the, the, the place where he had us, and we moved back to the one that I used to put us in. It was, it was, the, it was the funniest thing ever, okay? And he said, I'm never going to do one again. I just, I don't want to deal with it. You, you, I'm giving it back to you. So it's funny how we do things in partnerships. So this is what I'm saying. If you want to win this one, you got to make sure that everything is buttoned up and it's turnkey. And, you know, so if the kids like the pool, you you got to find a house that's got the pool amenity, all right? You cannot trade that out. It's not going to work for you. So get everything buttoned up. Make sure, and a lot of times, uh, it's very buttoned up in communities, okay? Make sure you don't have to drive 10 miles to go to a restaurant, right? Make sure you're in a town where, boom, you, you put the kids in, you're there in seconds, all right? So, uh, you know... Those are the things that we love about hotels. And that's what maybe if you want to write them down so that you don't miss a step. 
Why is she loving her vacations? And write it all down. Why does she love it? Okay. And write down all of those amenities and be sure that it's within an arm's reach of a distance from your vacation home. Okay. And there's a lot of different places today. I mean, the choices and options we have to choose from is amazing. There's everything out there. You just got to be willing to put in the work, okay? And you might really be able to sell her also on that you might not even have to buy the house today. You might be able to get some sort of trade barter deal. Look into those deals too. You know, because that might be the good news too, honey. We could stay in this fabulous place three, four, five times a year and we don't have to buy it, but this is what I worked out. You know, people have become very creative in in this generation, very creative the way we do things. We own a lot of stuff. We have a lot of connections. Okay, so really think it up. Be creative. See who you can partner with and what ideas they also have. Okay, because you might not have to buy a whole house today, but you might be able to shoe in and turn key into something that you absolutely love without the responsibility of buying a big old house, a big new house, whatever it is, right? Uh, And that might be the place where, boom, this thing really, you know, is is done between the two of you. It's like, you know, how could we turn this down? This is amazing. Yes. So I think that's it. I think that's it for you. And sometimes uh, in certain situations, no matter how much talking you do, vacations is really not something you can talk somebody into. That's an experience. Okay, people want to do the things that they do and where they go because of the way it makes them feel during their stay there and after they feel when they get home. It's the experience. Okay, so give her an experience that she cannot refuse. (laughs) That's the best thing that I could say to you on this one. Do your homework and really have it buttoned up for her and all these houses picked out where maybe the only thing that she has to do is to pick the location of which house. Okay, so do the work and it may take you a minute to do and uncover. Perhaps you need to go to some of them to really check them out beforehand All right, and really do the work to be sure that nothing falls through here. I wish you the very best. This is a very happy conversation about vacations. That means things are really good, yes? (laughs) A vacation conversations and disagreements, it's an amazing thing to have a disagreement about, right? I think a a hundred million people would agree with you today. I wish you the best, and I say God bless your family. And I'm going to say to all the people who listen to me, I thank you so much immensely for your time. Uh, for the people who look at the stuff that I'm writing, uh, I, I am so humbled that you would spend your time with me. Until next time, good night.